Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, the latest on Queen Elizabeth testing positive for COVID. The 95-year-old monarch experiencing mild symptoms, but keeping calm and carrying on with royal duties. A live report from Buckingham Palace. Then later, actress Morena Baccarin joining us to talk about the end game, her pulse-pounding new crime thriller on NBC. She's live with us in Studio 1A. And from the prep work to the finishing touches, we all make the same mistakes in the kitchen. Well, this morning, Mark Bittman helps us fix them today, Monday, February 21st, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody. Hello. It's a Monday. Welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Al, along with Chanel, Dylan, Jacob Soboroff, and for Craig. Hello, my friends. Taking a little well-deserved time well off. Well-deserved. Yeah. It's, yeah. a, yes. of course, President's Week. And so how, how was everybody's weekend? Jacob, yours? I came in from L.A. It was nice. I had a, uh, a bounty of avocados at my house, as a matter I of fact. I saw that basket of avocados. It was nice. We, there it is. Wait, so wow. My son and I. Do you have I, a tree? Yeah, huge tree. So oh, that's only wow. a tiny. Uh, this is like, uh, now that they're all being held up because of the cartel, whatever the story is, it's like we have gold at my house. Wow. wow. I should have brought you guys some. Yeah, what's sorry, sorry, sorry. Come sorry. on, pal. Hashtags things we don't have well, here. I know. What yeah. do you guys do? No avocados? No avocados. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did make chicken parm, though, this weekend. We <laughs> had um brian's uncle was visiting so he's like so good with the kids and he's just playing with them all weekend long so i had a chance to actually cook Aww. um this is us you know <laughs> so after a nice big chicken parm meal we had sambuca with you know the three little coffee beans in it and the Aww. baby's just sitting there here's the mess that's on the table a mix of like wine gorgeous. water Lovely. toys that sounds like a delightful fresh bread salad. fresh yeah. bread yes um so you remember how during the pandemic might like it's over but a lot of us started going on hikes uh -huh. right we've kept it up so I went on a hike this weekend, um, and it was quite, and I've never hiked in the winter, like where there's You look high up. Are you high I up? was very high up. What were you <laughs> yep. doing there? Hiking. I was on a hill. I was on a hill. Oh, okay, There's like this little area with a stream. And it was so peaceful. And oh, I was like, oh, I'm in a little nice. Zen nice. mode. Yeah, what about Mr. you? Oh, we just watched the snow. We had a couple of snow squalls come through. Which it is so was fun. Just spectacular. I mean, all, at one moment, it's doing wow. nothing. And then the next moment, it, you can't even see. I love just that. Just a bit of a blizzard. You yeah. shot that video? Yeah, I did. Nice. Yes. Almost snow doesn't even look real. That's right. Slow mo, slow mo. Awesome. And then, uh, you know, we just kind of sat around the fire and just hung out. There you go. Nice time. Yeah, well, I hope you had a good weekend. And maybe today, you can enjoy a little bit more time. Uh, let's get to some of your headlines this morning. And we'll start in the UK. This is a big story all around the world today. Uh, messages of support pouring in from around the world for 95-year-old Queen Elizabeth uh, after Buckingham Palace revealed that she tested positive for COVID on Sunday. And it comes after we talked about the fact that Prince Charles, her son, and his wife Camilla tested positive last week. Uh, let's bring in NBC's Kelly Cobier as she's outside of the palace with the latest. Kelly, there's a lot of concern for the queen this morning. Do we have any update on how she's doing? All we've heard, Chanel, from the palace is that she has mild 
cold-like symptoms and that she'll continue working light duty um, from Windsor Castle as long as her symptoms don't change at all. And of course, there's a lot of concern about her because she's 95 going on 96, she turns 96 in April. We saw a video of her last week in this engagement at uh, Windsor Castle where she's meeting with members of uh, the military and she's uh, propping herself up with a cane. She was asked, Your Majesty, how are you doing? And she said, well, as you can see, I can't move. So <laughs> she's sort of poking fun a little bit about the fact that she is relying more on a cane now. And of course, there was a health scare last fall as well, where she spent one night in the hospital for what the palace described as preliminary tests. Uh, and they didn't really elaborate on what that meant. Uh, but we're not really likely to hear a whole lot from Buckingham Palace on how the Queen is doing day in and day out if, uh, by chance, her condition worsens um, and she does have to be, uh, God forbid, admitted to the hospital, then we'll probably hear some sort of update if something like that happens. But as long as things stay the same, mild symptoms, carrying on with work, then we're probably not going to hear too much about any potential treatment. Well, glad she's in good spirits. Kelly, you mentioned that uh, Buckingham Palace says the Queen's going to continue to work with what they call light duties at, at Windsor. What does that mean exactly? What are light duties for the Queen? So every day the Queen receives these red dispatch boxes. Those are filled with government papers. It's a government business and as head of state, every day she goes through this paperwork. She signs what she needs to sign. She's made aware of all of the, her government's uh, goings on and workings. Uh, so she'll continue to do that. She may hold some virtual audiences. That hasn't been confirmed by Buckingham Palace, but she's been doing a lot of that anyway. And we do know that she'll continue with her weekly meeting with the Prime Minister. That typically happens on Wednesday. Uh, this Wednesday, it'll happen by phone instead of in person. And just so you know, government guidelines, which the Queen is abiding by uh, when it comes to COVID, if you test positive, you have to self-isolate. That's the law in this country right now. That may be about to change, but right now it's the law, so she'll have to self-isolate until she tests negative. And Kelly, uh, do we know any more about how Prince Charles and Camilla are doing? We know they tested positive too. Yeah, so Prince Charles tested positive on the 10th of February. He was actually back out and performing royal duties on the 17th. Just late last week, he was handing out awards with his sister, Princess Anne. So he seems to be through the worst of it. Clearly is tested negative, although we haven't heard that directly from Clarence House, but we would have to in order to be back um, interacting with the public. We haven't heard an update on Camilla, but from the last word we heard, she wasn't experienced experiencing any serious symptoms and both she and Prince Charles are double vaccinated and have had their boosters so hopefully both through the worst of it and and doing okay guys yeah we'll be praying for the whole family mm -hmm. thank you so much Kelly Hey, Al, is it okay if I do weather? Please. I don't know. <laughs> right I'm Please. stepping on toes here. No, but um, we, we do have a huge weather headline, another major storm. 23 million people waking up to winter weather alerts this morning. Up to 16 inches of snow is possible across parts of Colorado, Utah, northern Minnesota. You can see all the warnings up there, and the snow is falling. 12 million Americans from Arkansas to Vermont are actually under flood watches. Mm. Uh, severe storms are also possible tonight. Four to five inches of rain could fall, and within some of those storms, we could see the hail, the damaging winds, the tornadoes, everything that goes along with it. Um, it does kind of feel like this is more of a springtime setup, yep. which is mm -hmm. earlier 
than that's spring, right. that's of right. course. And then we've got the heavy snow from the Rockies into 16 uh, inches. Yeah. So that's yeah. This is when we just sit here and we just look at like, them okay, and got yeah. the weather experts. <laughs> <laughs> we just look at them and I'm like, I like that weather roller coaster graphic <laughs> that you guys do. Oh, tomorrow. Okay, good. Okay, good. Uh, speaking of winter, the Winter Olympics, however, wrapped up Sunday night after more than 100 events, over 18 days of competition. The closing ceremony, you probably watched, I watched it last night. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a final spectacular to cap things off in Beijing. Carrying the flag for Team USA, bobsledder Alana Myers Taylor, who added a silver and a bronze medal to her collection. Her five now making her the most decorated black athlete in winter games history. Mm -hmm. In all, 25 medals for Team USA in Beijing, improving on our Hall of 23 back in 2018. Nice. All right. Getting well, better. That's right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, just a public service announcement, 307 days to Christmas. So Thank you. in case you want to get <laughs> ready, uh, we have some special news from the White House Historical Association this morning uh, in honor of President's Day. Okay. Every year on this holiday, the White House Historical Association that was started by Jackie Kennedy unveils mm. a new official White House ornament. The ornaments oh. get displayed in the White House. What's Sales. Uh, this is a gingerbread I house. I was going to say. It oh. is oh. a depiction of the gingerbread house, uh, this year's edition. Uh, it was started by Pat Nixon. Uh, they used to they make a gingerbread house of the White House, and it's mm. on display there. Uh, it comes with a recipe uh, oh, included nice. if you want to make your That's own gingerbread nice. house. Uh, uh, and in fact, she started having that display back in 1969, and they've gotten wow. a little more elaborate over the years. So the ornament kicks off a year of special programming on White House-inspired baking, cooking, hospitality. The proceeds go to help upkeep. The White House, because oh, a lot nice. of the stuff that yeah, has to be done is not provided for by, mm -hmm. by the public. Well, it's not so, cheap, I'm sure. It's, yeah. it, well, it's, all, it's for 25 bucks. That, Don't let my kids that's near the, the actual real gym. There you go. <laughs> that'll yeah. be the end of that. You can go to whitehousehistory.org and buy the latest. That's really cool. cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, next it is Heart Health Month, and we have got everything you need to know to keep that ticker healthy, from the numbers to keep an eye on to lifestyle changes that you can make right now. And coming up later, the Gen Z whisperer revolutionizing the way young people will likely get their news. We'll be hmm. right back. I hope it's here. <laughs> this is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. February is American Heart Month. So this morning on today's checklist, we're talking about how to be smart when it comes to your heart. There are so many factors to keep uh, your heart healthy and here to have everything we need to know is cardiologist Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum. Dr. Steinbaum, good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to have you here. And I love doing these segments because heart disease runs in my family. But there are so many factors. I feel like, you know, there's the BMI, there's your weight, there's the, the size of your waist. I mean, there's just so many factors to think of. But uh, it's actually made simpler now with the seven simple it's steps or American smarts. Heart Association <laughs> Life's Simple Seven. So what are they? We talk about the behaviors. The first thing is absolutely no smoking. We know that not even a puff, none. Okay. The next thing is exercise. The American Heart Association recommends 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity exercise. Mm -hmm. And of course, we talk about diet and a diet that's high in fiber and vegetables, fruits, nuts, olive oil, good fats, mm -hmm. the Mediterranean diet, that's really what we recommend to decrease heart disease. Okay. Then we go to the numbers. The numbers that are so critical is blood pressure. Mm. Now when the blood pressure is low, it decreases the force on the arteries, the heart, the kidneys. It's actually one of the most important markers to get low to prevent heart disease, heart attacks, and strokes. Mm -hmm. We want that number less than 120 over 80. Then we go to the cholesterol. Now, cholesterol is a really important factor in heart attacks and strokes, and mm -hmm. we want that number less than 200. The yeah. bad cholesterol. Now, the, that's the total <laughs> one. The LDL is the bad stuff, mm -hmm. and that could be really, really important to keep low to prevent cardiovascular disease. The next one are sugars. Mm -hmm. Now, sugars we know go up in diabetes, but even slightly elevated sugars can be damaging to the okay. heart. So you've got to go to your doctor and get it checked. Mm -hmm. A hemoglobin A1C of less than 5.7, that's what we're looking for. And then the last number is weight. Okay. Now when we talk about weight, a lot of times we've spoken about body mass index, but now we're gonna talk about waist circumference mm -hmm. because that in itself can increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. So in women, less than 35 inches, in men, less than 40 inches, okay. and those are our goals. Okay, right. Now Great. you get to do now, a little spin yes. okay. with the choreography. Um, this one, we can we don't have to dwell on it for too long, but I think it's important to talk about the connection between stress, if you're stressed out, and your heart health. What do we need to know? Listen, we all know this. For the past two years, we have all been under yeah. stress. It is toxic. There's that good stress, you know, those skiers on top of the mountain in the Olympics, right, right. that's great. But that bad stress that's chronic increases inflammation, increases the potential of cardiovascular disease. So having stress management every day is critical. All right. Meditation, yoga, breathing exercise, laughter, being all of people, those things and social, social support. support. That's a good list. Oh, Doctor, come go. on down. Okay, right. Down to the guys. So now. we've talked about what to do day to day, but the reality is, bottom line, heart attacks happen. What are the signs to look for? So important when a heart attack happens. In men, we have the classic Hollywood heart attack. Elephant sitting on your chest, mm -hmm. chest pressure, radiating down the left arm and sweating. But in women, it could be slightly more subtle and different. Shortness of breath, jaw pain, back pain, nausea, mm -hmm. vomiting, sweating. Even flu-like symptoms could be a sign of heart attack in women. So, doctor, so many people, uh, there's so much to know. Uh, you could be overwhelmed. What's the first thing, what's the first step you need? I'm going to tell you four quick things. Okay. 
80% of the time, heart disease is preventable. Mm -hmm. Number two, know your numbers. Those things we talked about, get them checked. Go to your doctor. Number three, talk to your family. Do you have a family history? Mm. If you do, you're at risk. And the last one, pick one thing to do every single day to get yourself healthier and keep mm. going, and you can do it. This one thing a day. Yeah. Yeah. One thing a day. Dr. Steinbaum, thank you so much. important reminder this morning. Coming up next, why Gwyneth Paltrow and Ariana Huffington are following this teenager for her take on the news and how she's inspiring her generation to get informed. Then later, it's the end game. Morena Baccarin is live to fill us in on playing a criminal mastermind in her new thriller. We'll be right back. Time now for Motivational Monday. At just 18 years old, our next guest has accomplished more than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, Amen. Combined. <laughs> She's already inspired us once before. When we last saw her in 2019, she was just a high school sophomore who had founded a Gen Z newsletter called The Cram. I remember that. Well, she's back today to tell us all about her new book. It's called Cram This Book, and she's here again this morning. Olivia, good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. So let's dig into this book. I think this is a really good concept. So if you, you know, there's so many topics these days, frankly, even for adults, we don't obviously know all what's going on. So you break it down uh, into the last 100 years or so into four sections, right? You have the isms and phobias, the wars, the movements, and natural disasters. How did you narrow it down to those four? That's it, huh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, well, I really wanted to make it so it was the kind of thing that if you read the book, by the end of it, you would understand how racism, how xenophobia, how ableism, how Fear and hatred of the other has sort of sparked these wars and the disasters. So you would see the connection throughout it. But I also wanted readers to actually see how hope, how unity, how coming together through the movements, ranging from the civil rights movement to the Me Too movement, mm -hmm. actually gives us the power to overcome these obstacles and come together to make the world a better place. You wrote this book, it's so specific in tone, it's for Gen Z, by Gen Z, yeah. and you distill all these topics down to almost like text message size mm. bites. Are you ever worried that you want to put more information in there? The nice thing about it is I actually felt like I was able to have a lot of nuance, but actually sort of give readers a good, like, little understanding of the stories so that they could actually understand what was happening today. Because that, at the heart of it, is what the book is about. I wanted readers to actually get the background so they could understand the roots and of how we got here to what's going on today. Hmm. You got folks like you know, Ariana Huffington and Gwyneth Paltrow talking about the book. When, when you see this, and you, you look at what these folks are saying about your book, uh, does it make you feel like, okay, I'm on the right track, I'm doing the right thing? Definitely, it's like the most incredible feeling, especially because it seemed like such like a, an ambitious goal for me. <laughs> I was 16 when I started writing the book, so to be like, I oh, wanna yeah. get a book deal at 16, so it just feels like the most incredible thing. Not only do you, obviously, as a Gen Zer, write in a way that Gen Zers understand, social media is so important. So. How do you decide, you know, in, in a world like TikTok where there's just so much fun mm -hmm. happening to put the news in so that the Gen Zers still want to accept it? Yeah, I think the thing is, is that news, obviously, it's very serious. It, should, it shouldn't be taken lightly, but I think that there is a way to 
get it across in a medium and in a tone that actually connects to Gen Zers and mm -hmm. that makes it accessible, digestible, and engaging. Um, so I like to think of the cram and cram this book as very conversational. So if I'm just talking to one of my friends about the news, explaining something that's happened, like that's exactly the tone of it. You, this all started, I think, when you were 13 years old. Now yeah. you are a professional journalist. And, you know, <laughs> here you are um, with us. I guess my question is, you know, what's your advice for Generation Alpha? That's, I think, 2011 oh, to 2015. So what would you say to them if they wanted to embark on a project like you? I think the really nice thing about the world we live in today is that when I was 13 and I had an idea to start a news organization, I actually had the tools to do that. Like I went online, taught myself coding, taught myself how to build a newsletter. And that's like very unique to the time we're living in now. So I think that the really incredible thing for the next generation is to try to find something that they care about and they're passionate about and then actually figure out a way that they can make that happen. I love that you just said you, you taught yourself coding. I mean, yeah. you're on your own. so we want to we end on a sweet note. So the last time you were here, you talked about the fact that your staff, you guys are so close, you like s'mores yeah. at your meetings and I know you haven't been able to do that. So, we want yeah. to talk. There you go. Yeah. This will be our little tradition here. You can always come back. Thank you. Have some yeah. with us. You guys go. Oh, cheers. There you go. And we hope to see Pandemic. you. Pandemic. Well, air cheers. There you exactly. Go. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you Congratulations. so much. Very, Thank very you so good. Much. Thank, Thank you for joining us. And by the way, Cram This Book is out now. All right, coming up next, Marina Baccarin is with us today to talk about the thrilling crime show that lured her back on screen just after having a baby. Well, there she is. Just and then a little bit later, we're leveling up our skills in the kitchen. Are you doing too much prep work? Mark Pittman is here. He has some common mistakes on how to fix them. We'll be right back. Now, delicious. These, delicious, these right? are like warm. Yes. And warm. Lorena Baccarin knows a thing or two about drama. She kept us on the edge of our seats as Jessica Brody on the Emmy-winning show Homeland. That's right, and who could forget her turn as Lee Thompson in the comic book series Gotham. Well, now she's star starring in the new high-stakes NBC series The Endgame. Ah, yes, she plays Elena Petrova, an international arms dealer and criminal mastermind with a mysterious agenda. Her character's just been captured by the U.S. government, and they start listing off some of her crimes in order to get her attention. Watch this. Violation of the Arms Export Control Act, supplying known combatants of the United States. I'm just a businesswoman. You're a mercenary. You run an army for hire. Sit. I've been sitting. No charges have been filed yet. We thought it might be beneficial to all to discuss a plea. In return for? How about your contacts in Angola? Start there. Names and aliases. And if I decline? Then you and your prom dress can sit in Supermax oh. solitary until your mind rots. <laughs> Morena joins us now. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. The show is so much fun. And actually, we were just talking about, um, before we started the segment, that you, I don't think you were looking for work, right? You had just had a baby right yes. before you decided it, to do I this? I mean, pandemic and baby, it was a double whammy. <laughs> so like, you just I'm said, let's go do a new show? Yeah, good night, yeah, everybody. Three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, the, the script came to me, and I read it, and honestly, I hadn't read some, something like this page turner and, and fun, mm -hmm. you know, in a long time. So I couldn't resist. And it is, yeah. I, know, I can't wait for people to see it. You have two strong female leads. We were just talking about that uh, Ryan Michelle Bathay you guys have some pretty dynamic scenes together what was that like working together it was really fun it's a I guess cat and mouse but it's mm -hmm. more than that you know there's like a lot of crazy tension and push-pull and she's the good guy I'm the bad guy but mm -hmm. I do that in quotes because we sort of want the same thing mm -hmm. um, and I think our interests will align uh, and we're both very smart powerful women kind of duking it out 
Love that. And, and what I also like is uh, you've got this vaguely Eastern European uh -huh. yeah. accent. <laughs> of, of uh, Was that your choice, and, and how did you work on that? Yeah, it was something that wasn't very clear when I read the script, and I approached the, the creator about it, and I said, you know, I, I think this makes sense. You mm -hmm. want her to be this sort of worldly figure. And then when they cast Costa Ronan as my husband, I thought, well, if he's got this heavy Russian accent, like, I have it. no accent, like, that's <laughs> gonna be weird. Yeah. And so we developed it, and I, I took some Belarusian, some Estonia, some Ukrainian, Russian, Ooh. kind of like mishmashed. you know, she grew up sort of all over Europe and mm -hmm. has this international illicit, you know, business, arms dealer business. Yeah. It made sense. Do you practice it in your off time or do you I save it for the set? I find in my head it kind of just, like, I'll <laughs> be reading a kid's book and suddenly, like, my L's Ooh. <laughs> Mommy, you're scaring us. Yeah, that yeah, changes exactly. the nuance of a children's book. Um, so the pilot was actually directed by Justin Lin from Fast and Furious yeah. franchise. Do you, we know you you're start in prison, so you can only do so much, but... Do you start to, um, does it get more fast and furious as it, it goes does. on? <laughs> it does, it uh, does. Well, you know, it's, it's all this action is happening around her and she's orchestrated it all. So in a way I'm trapped and it's, you know, it's this great metaphor, I'm trapped in this box, but I've, I've you know, branched out mm -hmm. into the world and, and, and there's seven banks that are under heist through my corporation. And, and there's some flashback scenes and as the show progresses, there's a lot more flashbacks and I get to get out mm -hmm. of there. And my first question though was like, okay, when do I get out of this dress? <laughs> <laughs> the show is like every day yes. is an episode. And I was like, oh, I can't wear this. The same dress right. every day. And episodes. <laughs> you, you guys, if she wasn't busy enough, you just had another movie come out called Last Looks, right? Yeah. Tell us about that. It's a fun, it's like a comedic film noir uh, film uh, with, uh, I worked with Charlie Hunnam, who I really loved. Um, and it's PI, you know, meets like, Hollywood detective, uh, you know, yeah. like it's such a hard movie to explain. It's very funny, and Mel Gibson mm -hmm. plays this um, sort of overwrought drunk actor who potentially committed a murder, and we have to solve it. Oh. Um, I'm looking really at you, fun. and I'm like, how do you do it? You've got three yeah. kids, and we also Deadpool three. That's happening, that's right. right? I, you guys know do more you, than I do. Right. That's a lot. Also, you know what you're gonna have for lunch yet. later today? <laughs> I will let you know. So does Vanessa come back in Deadpool? I don't know. I, Taking a break. Now he's making Deadpool 3. What's happening? Right. All right. Hey, well, 20 year anniversary of Firefly. Can you oh believe that? Oh my gosh. You, you guys know more about my career. Yeah, the crack research operation. Did you ever think this would be this, this. such a cult classic? I actually had no idea. That was my first TV gig. Um, I had no idea what I was what I was going getting into. Um, it was such a fun, fun group of people, and everybody was just so lovely, lovely to be with. I had no clue. You know, our show got canceled after 13 episodes, and I was like, well, I'm on a Failed TV show. What do I do Cold now? Classic, though. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, and the fans really created the hype for it yeah. on their own. Um, could we just talk about your kids real quick sure. for a second? I know birthdays are coming topic. up. So, yes. I mean, what what comes first? A sixth birthday party yeah, so, or a one-year-old um, birthday party? Our daughter Frances is turning six in two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, so that's March second, and then Arthur, our one-year-old, his almost one is turning one on March 5th. So oh, we have goodness. a busy who get, who week Who gets coming the bigger up. party? Francis, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he has no he idea. Right? He His party is for me. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. I learned that the baby birthday parties are really for I'll the parents. I'll tell champagne I like. <laughs> enjoy You'll it. enjoy it. Cheers to the baby. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, are inspiring. Thank you so much thank for joining us. Great to see you. The Endgame premieres, everybody, tonight at 10, 9 central, right here on NBC. And coming up, why you shouldn't prepare 
all of your ingredients before you begin a recipe and some other tricks to save time in the kitchen and make you a better cook. And tomorrow on the third hour, one of our very favorite Olympians to yeah. watch, Nathan Chen. He's stepping off the plane. Mm -hmm. He's coming right here, <laughs> straight from Beijing to the plaza for his first interview back after winning gold for Team USA. We will be right back on the third hour this of a, today. This is a, this is happy, your life birthday. Yeah. 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 Thanks. <laughs>
it's all cooking, yeah. that's how long it would have anyway, taken you right. to Save do yourself the some time. Oh, you're right. Make saying. sure you this, have the ingredients. This I mean, this would in. be a hard one just to just do. How's it going down there, Oh, it released. Yay. Yay. And look at that. Look at that. that. Right. Nice. So if everything else fails, we have one success over here. No, that's good advice. Mark, I think this is underrated advice, but real important advice. The sharpness of your knives. Yeah, I'm going to demo this. This is called acting, what I'm going to do right now. I know that. <laughs> I mean, because I don't want to for real do it. Okay. But there's what two things about sharp knives. Okay. Yeah. One is like with a dull knife, if you cut a tomato, you squash it. Yeah, We've nice. all had that experience. Matter. Also with a dull knife, this is the acting part. Okay. It don't tends to not cut easily and slide right. off. Yep. I smell it. So if it slides off in the direction of your fingers, it's that's really good. bad. Right, right. And a sharp knife. This looks good. I mean, you saw that onion over there. Your sharp knife, it just goes right through. And, you know, I would imagine cut your cooking time down in half. You're not like yeah. selling. Is this your sharpener right Well, or? I'm just saying there are a zillion sharpeners, and there's some new, really beautiful, high-tech sharpeners that work well, but even something like this, which probably costs $12, uh -huh. oh. is worth having oh, around. How do you, you use it? I mean, you could do it every day or two. Just oh. run it through the fine one, which is sort of like a steel. Um, Very nice. And it'll just keep it sharp. So nice little reminder. I love the smell of raw onions. Is that weird? Yeah. I'm more concerned about the steak. No, not weird at all. Not weird at all. That's looking good, doesn't it? Mark, thank, thank you, you so Mark. very thank much. Thank you, Mark. The mistakes we make with our skin. Dr. Kim Nichols will be here with us to tell us how to improve our skin care routine. Coming up next, from marriage advice to our favorite comfort foods, we're going to answer questions from the fans who came to visit our Olympic oh, Plaza. Third hour today, we'll be right back. Give it a share. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley. For the love of home. <laughs> Gold every night. All right, welcome back. During the past couple of weeks, I wish you would ask us questions about what we talk about during the commercials. Because <laughs> that's what you want to know. Um, anyway, we got to know some of our fans on the Olympic Plaza last week. And this morning, we are turning the tables. It's called Q&A Today, and we are going to answer some of their questions. So the first one is actually directed to Craig, who's not here. Right. Okay. But we have first the, the video of the question. Take a look. Hi, Craig. I'm Jennifer from Friendswood, Texas, and my question is, what has been the most surprising experience at these Olympics? All right. Well, most we actually have Craig's experience? response, which okay. was taped for us. So, Craig? <laughs> Hands down how different this one um, was from, from previous uh, Olympics. It, um, it was 
it was it was hard from a logistical standpoint. I mean, we didn't have access, you know, to really any place other than our hotel or the venue or the International Broadcast Center. And in the past, we've been able to bring you like the culture stories and the lifestyle stories and show you all the cool places. And we just couldn't do that this time. So that was that was different. But you know what? Still a lot of fun. I mean, a robot yeah. made us drinks. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That. He made, he made it work. Made it work. <laughs> All right, let's hear one from our next Plaza fan. Hi, I'm Chloe from Omaha, and if you could take your third-hour co-hosts anywhere in the world on a dream getaway right now, where would you go, and what would you do? Hmm. Okay, I Chanel. Could take you With guys us. on a dream getaway. Yeah. It would definitely be Hawaii. Ooh. Have you ever been? That's, I've never been. That would be oh. my 50th state. I know that would be your 50th state. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I just think okay. it would be beautiful. That would I, so be can good. we make that happen? You I know, think we I should make say, that happen. Really quickly, when we go on these trips or we do Buddy Up, I remember we went to Scotland. It's almost like a retreat mm -hmm. back in the day when you were in middle school or high school or something. You really get a chance it's to like connect. Yeah. It is. You get a chance to and bond. And companies do this. They do. I think so, we should bond. There you go. Hawaii, please. <laughs> is that you doing? Oh, my. No, that was Chanel. That was me. Okay. I can see how you can make that. Excuse me. And by the way, it's the glasses. Game, so okay, right. okay here we go. Another question. Go. Hi, we're Austin and Kirby from Houston, Texas. We're on our honeymoon right now, so we're curious. What's the best piece of marriage advice you've ever been given? Ooh, Al's Ooh. been married the longest. Yeah. So. Uh, my mother telling me that, you know, you got to talk to each other and, mm -hmm. you know, try not to go to bed angry. You know, uh, don't drive angry yeah. and don't go to bed angry. <laughs> so that's, that's... That is good advice. Yeah, that's a so, good one. And Deborah makes sure that we don't. Okay. Aw, that's sweet. Oh, Very sweet. Nice. You want to do the next one? Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, let's next question. Hi, we're Mike and Leanne from Asheville, North Carolina, and we want to know what is your favorite winter comfort food? Ooh. Oh, okay. Dylan? I um, I would have to say my chicken pot pie. I, everything uh, about it is comforting. Ooh, it's got the puff pastry in it. Mm -hmm. But I also throw in so many vegetables that yeah. I feel like it's a healthy option. I remember cooking with cow. You did yes a long time <laughs> nice. ago. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. look at that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Calvin, look how wow. little. Oh, that was a long time Aww. ago. Oh, the recipe's on today. Hey, where were you doing if that? If you want it, I wasn't sure. I remember. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got uh, uh, the short rib. I do Daniel Balud's short rib Ooh. with the uh, Yukon Gold potato that puree. Sounds that sounds good. Falls off the bone. Potato yeah. puree yeah. and oh, well, it's yummy! Daniel Balud, it's I know, and it's Al. So yeah. together, it's, <laughs> let's see if we can get one more question in okay. here. Hi, I'm Jeff Valhalla, New York. My father's celebrating his 100th birthday, and I want to know what's left on your bucket list that you can't wait to do yet. First of all, spin the Smucker's jar for that man's father. Right, exactly. He was on, he actually, he had his helmet on the plaza. Mm. He went. To, he uh, survived Iwo Jima. It was oh, my amazing. goodness. Yeah. Wow. wow. Um, my bucket list uh, trip would be a surf trip with my buddies. I've done no surf trips with my buddies. Oh. Go to any surf He's destination. He's such a West Coast guy. That'd be so, or we go, I'll go to Hawaii with Chanel. That's my there, bucket yeah. list surf trip. The water's warm. <laughs> That's sure what you want to come with me. I said I was going to say Hawaii, because I feel like if we keep putting this out there, <laughs> yeah, like it'll happen. <laughs> What's Anybody my, else? My bucket, bucket list? list? Yeah. Probably Hawaii. <laughs> I love trains, and, I, I've, and I'm a big Agatha Christie fan. Oh. So I, the Murder on the Orient Express, is, and I took a little short trip uh, when they did the... Uh, the movie mm -hmm. but as a boondoggle, but I would love to go from <laughs> Istanbul to Paris. That'd be amazing. Like Ooh, they did. How long does that take? I think it's like five or six days. Do you want the murder? 
Uh, well, <laughs> you might. <laughs> dark, dark question. You know. Just wondering. <laughs> Suddenly, oh, Dylan, good news. Yes. And that, that's Dylan's I, bucket list. I guess. Sorry, my Cal, bucket list is for good. Al to go on the Murder Express. <laughs> the Express. All right, anyway. What's yours? Do you have one? No? No, it's still Hawaii. We're trying I'm to just, push I'm Hawaii. pushing right. it out there. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Again, my chicken pot pie recipe. <laughs> just in case. Moral of this story, go to today.com slash food if you're interested. It was really good. Once you've killed somebody, just make up a nice pot pie. Yes. Kill somebody, have a chicken pot pie, get on the Orient Express, and run away. It's a day. Uh, okay, so we want you all to get in on the fun. Tweet us with the hashtag Q&A today. We may answer one of your questions next time. What's it can be absolutely mind? anything. Like, who thinks that? Do like, you want a murder? Was, yeah. Like, well, he specifically said the murder uh, on the Orient thanks. Express. We'll be right, we'll be right back. Exactly. I don't want to kill Al. Nobody hate me for this. Oh, it's all I love Al. Oh, please. Put your hands behind your back, please. All right, welcome back. Janka, thank you for joining us. Would you like a murder? (laughs) Coming up tomorrow today, first of all, Dylan's going to go take a nap. And then if you got hooked watching the the Tinder swindler, you don't want to miss our Consumer Confidential on romance scams and what to watch out for. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, Laverne Cox. Bye-bye. Have a great day. I'm staying away from you. (laughs) Number. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.